children come Don't dare drive them away And then the kingdom comes Hear the holy foolish things they say The springtime of their life decides The adults they'll become So let the children come Please let the children Welcome to Children's Bible Journey, with stories and songs just for kids. We have a dramatized Bible story coming up, but let's get today's program started by singing praises to our awesome God. to meet my needs.
Jesus sure makes your heart feel happy. We'll do some more singing in a few minutes. Now let's get back to our continuing Bible story from the Bible in Living Sound. of Nazareth. Yes. I'm a lawyer educated in the schools of the rabbis, yet I understand not thy message. Tell me, what must I do to inherit eternal life? What is written in the law? How readest thou? Thou shalt love the Lord thy God with all thy heart, and with all thy soul, and with all thy strength, and with all thy mind, and thy neighbor as thyself. Thou hast answered right. This do, and thou shalt live. And who is my neighbor? Ah, you have him there, my lawyer friend. Certainly all people are not neighbors to be loved and treated kindly. They take advantage of you. Yes. I say unto thee, a certain man living in Jerusalem took his leave. Yes, I'm afraid so. But I'll be back as quickly as possible. Oh, I'll miss you. But that is not what worries me. Are you taking much money with you? Some. You know how it is between here and Jericho. Full of robbers and thieves. All of them would rob you for a few coins. Even kill you, too. Oh, it's not very far. I can take care of myself. How are you going? By donkey. I mean, which road are you going to take? The regular road. Through Bethany, of course. It would be less dangerous if you'd go by the Bethel Micmash Road. That many miles out of the way for the fear of robbers? Oh, no, no, thank you. Just be careful, please. Watch behind rocks, bushes, trees. Be sure no one looks to jump out at you. You worry too much, dear. She loves me. Oh, but she does worry too much. <laughs> There's a large boulder right down to the road's edge. Oh, no one's there. No one's going to rob me in broad daylight. Greetings, stranger. Get on off that donkey. Uh, where did you come Just from? Just get down off that donkey. What for? Right now, come on, get down. What for? Get down. Get any diamonds, jewels, money, anything of value on you? Well, a few coins. All right, give them to me. Hurry now. Hurry. Uh -huh. All right, now come here. Stand in front of me now. Face that direction. You're dead, huh? You will be when I finish you. Right, turn over. I said turn over. All right. I'll help you. Yeah. Yeah. I guess you haven't anything else of value, huh? But just in case you have, take these. Yeah. Hardly worth robbing, that one. Hi. Yeah, it's got a donkey. I'll ride in ease. <laughs> whoa, now, come on. Whoa, whoa. Easy, easy. Ah, so, this is the life of the rich. Donkey, carry me thither that I may rob someone else. <laughs> come on, get out. 
Giddy up Come on, faster, you dumb beast. still breathing. I must have been held up and beaten. I'm a priest of the temple. It's none of my affair. Get up! Get up! It's the man, sir. Appears to have been robbed and left for dead. Oh, but he isn't dead. He moves. Sir, sir, thou, thou, thou art a Levite. To touch this man would defile you. But he needs help. Maybe I, I could at least give him some water. Oh, I wish I hadn't come this way. I should help him. A at the cost of defilement? <sighs> well, go around him. Pass him by. Oh, oh. What have we here? Hmm. Man... Robbed. Nearly killed. He's, uh... He's an Israelite. And I'm a Samaritan. We hate each other. He wouldn't do anything for me, even so much as give me a cup of water if I was thirsty. But, uh... He needs help. Badly. Now, or, or he'll die. Well, I'm not going to do as he would do to me... But as I would want him to do to me. He, uh, looks like the robber took his donkey, too. I'll put him on mine, take him where he can be helped. Uh, first I'd better bind up his wounds as best I can. I have oil and, uh, uh some wine to pour on his... Oh, yes, yes, my, my piece of robe will do for some bandages. the man this morning. He's better, innkeeper. Yeah, I'm glad of that. I must leave, but I'll be back. Here is some money. Take care of him, and whatever more you spend on him, I shall repay thee when I return. Which now of these three, lawyer, thinkest thou was neighbor unto him that fell among the thieves? The, uh... He that showed mercy. Go, and do thou likewise. We'll continue the Bible story tomorrow. And if you would like to have these stories to listen to at home, you can call the Bible in Living Sound at 1-800-634-0234. That's 1-800-634-0234. Now here's some more music before we have to say goodbye. I heard about boat, old, old Noah, Noah landed on the mountain top. I heard about boat, old Ezekiel. Little, little, little.
your day i survived gotta be in english and i learned something about prayer what that prayer makes you feel less lonely how's it do that well i have a friend ellie she doesn't believe in god her dad says god is a made-up being that people pray to when they're scared wow and she says that anyone who prays to god is just being foolish so what's that got to do with loneliness I asked her what she does when she's scared or having a problem. She said, I take care of it myself. I'm the boss of me. I can do whatever I want. Sounds like a determined young lady. Yeah, but who wants to be the boss of themselves? I mean, I make mistakes. I'm human. Would I really want to follow me through life, depending on me to figure everything out? I know me. I'm dumb. <laughs> well, I wouldn't say that. I think you're a pretty smart kid. Well... Let's just say I'm smart enough not to put me in charge of me. I want someone who knows more than I do, helping me make decisions and showing me what to do. Trusting in me for everything would be kind of lonely. Now I get it. A life without God would be a lonely life, right? Yeah. Now, when I have a problem, I can pray to my friend Jesus. Get it? Got it. So if someone feels lonely, they can pray and God will be right there, ready to be a friend. Then, hello friend, goodbye loneliness. Jesus wants to be our friend. He has placed in our hearts a desire to share our deepest secrets and brightest hopes with Him. This program was brought to you by the Children's Ministries Department of the General Conference of Seventh-day Adventists. The Easter story you're about to hear is so amazing that it's almost too good to be true. But it is true. In fact, the miracle of the resurrection is one of the most well-documented facts in history. Doubters have never been able to explain how else Jesus' body could have disappeared from the tomb. That's because it's kind of hard to explain away the earthquake and the angel who announced that Jesus was not there but had risen. It's just like a mystery story come to life. Good choice of words since that's exactly what Jesus did. Have you seen him with your very own eyes? No, but Jesus did appear to more than 300 people after he rose from the dead. Wow, that's a lot of eyewitnesses. Sounds amazing. 
It is amazing that Jesus came back from the dead, but it really did happen. All the stories in the Bible about Jesus are true. Well, tell me more of them.
for all have sinned and fall short of the glory of God. And Jesus answered, I am the way and the truth and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. John 14, 6. And Romans 10, 9, and 11 says that if you confess with your mouth Jesus is Lord and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. As the scripture says, anyone who trusts in him will never be put to shame. Boys and girls, this is Ms. Kathy. I'm so happy you've joined me today for another story just for you. The Fallen Wardrobe Fiasco by Kate Hiller. No, I'm not going in. I ran outside to escape from my brother's pestering. Luke followed me outside. It'll be just like the book. You'll step into the wardrobe and then, bam, you'll be transported to a special land. Luke had been reading books about kids, wardrobes, and special lands. He decided to pretend to transport me to this special place. We had an antique wardrobe that towered over the living room. Luke must have asked me a hundred times to let him shut me inside it. He was starting to get a bit pushy. He grabbed my arm and began to tug me back toward the house. Think about it, Kate. You'll talk to animals you've never even heard of. Luke knew how to tempt me. He had seen me go out into the barnyard to talk to the animals. Just that morning, I'd woken early to visit with the horses and cows. I loved their gentle movements, and they didn't seem to mind listening to my one-sided conversations. I had the feeling that I wasn't the only one who felt lonely way out here on the ranch. Our parents were divorced, and consequently we left the city, our friends, and our mom to visit our dad on the ranch each summer. I dealt with loneliness by talking to the animals. Luke dealt with it by pestering me. My brother was always trying a new experiment or activity, with me as his victim. One time, he'd hooked up an electric fence charger to his science lab door handle. Kate, come in and see my latest experiment, he called from inside his lab. Why had I been so gullible? I'd grabbed the door handle and a strong electric shock had coursed through my entire body. The strange sensation had left me speechless, but I'd heard Luke's hysterical laughter from the other side of the door. Shocking, isn't it? He'd shrieked. Well, I wasn't going to be gullible this time. I broke away from my brother's grasp and ran toward the barn. All of the animals were out to pasture for the day, so I scampered into the hayloft and hid myself in the shadows. Finally free from my brother, I lay back on the hay and closed my eyes. I thought about his book and the few parts he had read out loud. It all sounded wonderful. It sounded like the perfect cure for loneliness, a land far away with amazing creatures and beautiful sights at every turn. Would my brother be nicer there, I wondered? Would my parents be together and happy again? My aunt had told me once that in heaven there would be no more sorrow or sin. Luke would no longer be a pest. There would also be unimaginable, beautiful sights. Heaven sounded a lot like Luke's book. Maybe I should give in to Luke's simple request, I mumbled. At least it would give me something to do. Maybe he wouldn't be so desperate for my attention if I played along sometimes. I headed toward the house, determined to go along with Luke's antics. I would go into the wardrobe and pretend that I was on Heaven's threshold. I opened the door and shouted, I'm ready for the wardrobe! Nah, Luke replied lazily. I'm on to the next book. 
Besides, I've decided not to let you read the books after all. If you aren't interested in the wardrobe, I won't waste the books on you. He's trying to make me feel guilty for ignoring him earlier. I won't lose my temper this time, I decided. Please let me try the wardrobe, Luke. Seriously? Luke eyed me suspiciously. Yes, and hurried up. I walked over and moved to open the wardrobe. Wait! Luke's yell caused me to jump back. I have to open and close the door, he said ceremoniously. He quickly opened the door and shoved me in. He closed the door behind me, and then I felt him lean against it. Now I'm going to shake the wardrobe to make it more like you're going somewhere. The next thing I knew, Luke was rocking the wardrobe back and forth, and I was bouncing around inside. Stop, Luke! Let me out! I screamed. He rocked and rocked, and his laughter grew. I'm going to tell Dad! I let out a final yell. That's when the wardrobe tipped over and slammed onto the floor. I was jolted, but not hurt. I can't believe this, I thought. How did I get into this mess? I was just trying to be a good sister. Then I heard Dad's voice. What happened? He asked Luke. It's Kate's fault, Luke answered. At least he told Dad that I was inside the wardrobe. Here, help me lift it back up, Dad said. Kate, we're going to put the wardrobe upright. I positioned myself behind some coats, bracing myself so I wouldn't bump around as they lifted. When the wardrobe was upright, Luke barely opened the door, stuck his head inside, and started to whisper, Kate, please don't. Then he cried out, well, where is she? What do you mean, where is she? Dad asked. He fully opened the door and pushed aside the coats. She's right here. Oh, Luke's face turned red. For a second, I thought... I put my hand on his shoulder. Just say it, Luke. For a second, you thought you'd lost your sister. Please explain what happened, Dad demanded. It's a miracle, I said. I walked into the wardrobe with a mean brother and came out with a caring one. It's like a little glimpse of heaven. Dad and I looked over at Luke, his face covered by a book, and then we all burst out laughing. Heaven is going to be much better than anything we can even imagine, Dad said at last. I wasn't about to argue with that. The story you have heard today is from Guide's Greatest Stories, written by various authors and compiled by Randy Fischel and used with permission from the Pacific Press Publishing Association. If you're interested in any other books published by the Seventh-day Adventist Church, please visit AdventistBookCenter.com or call 1-800-765-6955. podcast is a production of the Carolina Conference of the Seventh-day Adventist Church. Let the children come. Don't dare drive them away. And then the kingdom comes. Hear the holy foolish things they say. The springtime of their life decides the adults they'll become. So let the children come, please let the children come. Children's Bible Journey was brought to you by 3ABN Australia Radio and is a production of Life Talk Radio at lifetalk.net.